Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm your host, Alex Olson, and every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles, empowering us to reach our full potential and to live the good life. Last week, we talked about the power of positivity and confidence, especially when overcoming obstacles or starting something new. The best podcast from this week talked about taking control of technology in our life and personal growth to reach our potential. But first, I wanted to share the extra tool from this week. So sticking with the idea of having a New Year's theme instead of just a New Year's resolution that doesn't last very long, I wanted to share Sarah's theme. And last week I talked about how mine is love the process and trying to find joy in the journey. Sarah this year is focusing on the obstacle is the way. This is my favorite book. I'll link to it in the show notes below. And it's by Ryan Holiday and it's about the Stoic philosophy. And simply put, it's the idea of helping us to live in the moment by focusing on controlling what we can control and not stressing or becoming anxious about all those things that are outside of our control. It also is the idea that obstacles are actually opportunities that help us grow and develop into who we need to be. But with that being said, let's get into the podcast because we had a lot of great ones this week. The first podcast from this week is from Afford Anything with Paula Pant. She interviewed Cal Newport. He's extremely impressive. He's a professor at Georgetown on, I think it's computer science, but he's also written two very influential books about business and productivity. Uh, The first one is So Good They Can't Ignore You, and his most famous one is Deep Work, the idea of focusing on something for an extended period of time to really do our best work. But he's come out with a new book called Digital Minimalism that is extremely timely and really powerful for the moment that we're living in right now. And to start out, Cal talked about how this is the only time in human history when we have been able to eliminate solitude completely from our lives. Solitude, he defined, is the absence of input from other people. And it's that necessary time for reflection and growth. And so minimalism is, in his opinion, it's all about taking control of our life and keeping the things that matter most and add value to our life. It's the key idea that less really can be more by focusing on what's most important. So digital minimalism, Cal suggests that we delete all our digital tools from our life for 30 days, and then we add them back as we really need them. And the reason this is so important is because he says we've replaced conversation, meaningful conversation, with connection where we feel like we have a lot of friends and a lot of support, but we really don't have those deep connect, those deep ties or those deep relationships that we all need. And I liked, he said, we have to consider the opportunity cost with digital behavior. So if we're on Facebook for an hour every day, 
that's gonna add up and that's a lot of time that we could be spending on something that would actually make us feel better. He also, I love this quote, this is from Tim Ferriss. He didn't say it in this podcast, but Tim says that technology is an amazing tool, but a terrible master. And what I've noticed in my own life is that it's so easy for social media and for our phones to become that master where anytime we feel a notification or we feel it buzz, we immediately go to it. We don't question if it's more important than what we're doing or who we're with. And so Cal says that we need to try to work on ignoring the noise to focus on the few things that actually produce huge results in our life. And I liked how he acknowledged that we're going to miss out on a few things if we're not always on social media, but that's okay because we're not really connecting with people anyways through social media. And I liked how this isn't saying we should never do these things, but instead it's suggesting that we plan how and when we use social media. So rather than constantly checking it whenever we have free time, eliminating that solitude, he suggests we say, all right, I know that Facebook gives me some benefit or I'm gonna go on to check this one group page that I'm a member of that matters to me, but I'm only gonna do it every Sunday and Wednesday night for 30 minutes. And he also suggests that to disconnect, we should do at least one activity a day without our phone. Uh, just a bit of personal, um, just a, personally for me, how I've been trying to do this is, it's been really tough. I, I did a 10 day social media fast and I felt so much better. I had so much time, but for me, it just wasn't sustainable. I, family comes first for me and Instagram and Facebook is how I can connect and see how family is doing. But I also recognize that there was a lot more than just family on my feed, on my news feed. And so I started selectively unfollowing some people who I just have never been that close to or if I see something and I know I would never comment on it. Sometimes it's unfollowing businesses as well. Just really trying to make it so that what is actually there really matters. And this has helped me so much because now when I wanna go on Facebook, it only takes maybe a couple minutes to see everything that I want to see, stuff that's actually adding value to my life, and then I can move on to other things. So I would suggest find what works best for you. Cal strongly suggests that 30-day fast so that we can detox, and we can focus on what actually matters in our life and we can add those things back in. But find what matters, find what works best for you. Because what matters is that we're taking small steps. So if, you're, if we're not ready to do a full sprint, just take a couple steps and that'll be better than nothing. The next podcast from this week is How I Built This with David Neeleman. He's the founder of JetBlue Airlines. And what I loved about his story was that when he was younger, and he still has ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, and because of that, when he was younger, he said that he was a horrible student, but he overcame it with time. 
and he didn't just overcome it, but he's recognized how that obstacle has actually been an opportunity for him, how it helps him to really focus on problems and find quick solutions. But it hasn't always been easy for David. He was a college dropout, he had a failed business, and he had young children to provide for, but he just kept going, he didn't give up. And David has always loved airlines, and he said that his hero was Herb Kelleher, the founder of Southwest Airlines. We actually talked about Herb a couple, I think it was in our first episode, talking about habits and just getting started. And what I loved is that David read every book and every shareholder letter that he could from Southwest Airlines. And it gets back to this question of how can we get as close as possible to our heroes? Whether that's talking to them if they're family, whether that's reading their books, if they're someone we can't connect with directly, we can still get close to them and we can learn from them through so many different ways now. There's podcasts, there's videos, there's books. So a great lesson from David. And what was interesting was David started a very successful airline that was bought by Southwest before JetBlue. And at Southwest, he was really working so hard and focusing on the little details to become better, but he didn't fit with Southwest culture. So David was fired by his mentor and his idol. And you can imagine how tough and discouraging that would be. But David didn't give up. He didn't question his identity. He didn't say, oh, I'm not any good at this. I should just move into something else. He actually started another airline that has become extremely successful called JetBlue. And part of why it's been so successful is because JetBlue has a really simple and powerful mission. David said he just wanted to bring humanity back to air travel and to do it affordably. And one of the ways they've been able to do that is through their people. I loved the interview question that they ask all potential employees at JetBlue. They ask them, can you name a time when you left your area of responsibility to help someone else with theirs? And I love that this is asking them, when have you sacrificed to help someone else? And it also shows the importance of initiative, of taking that step out, step out of your comfort zone, or step away from your responsibility and recognizing that someone else needs help. It made me think about the general that I'm currently serving under in the Air Force. He's really focused on initiative and he said, good and great people can both perform their jobs and they both have integrity. But what separates them is initiative, the one that sees a problem and makes something happen to help solve it. And then David talked about how successful companies have three distinct characteristics. First, their employees are ambassadors for their brand. Second, they have flawless execution. Third, they make things right for the customer. And this was my favorite point. David said customers become more loyal than if there had never been a problem. 
And it just goes back to that idea that obstacles can really be opportunities. That we, it might be a problem or we can view it as an opportunity to show how well we can treat this person and how we can make it right. And the last thing from this podcast, I really liked how David made rules to be successful personally and professionally. And he especially had to do this because he ended up having 10 children. And so his rule was that he was always home on the weekends. No matter where he was traveling or what he was doing, he always made it home on the weekends. And what's most important is, again, to find what works for us. So I really like this shows the importance of boundaries and it shows that we need to when we're considering time with family, it's not just about the quantity of time, but also the quality of time. But I know that as we set those rules and those boundaries, we can be more successful professionally because in our personal life, we'll have the support and the love that we need. The next podcast from this week comes from the Tony Robbins podcast where he interviewed Nick Foles, who is a very successful quarterback in the NFL. And last year he won the Super Bowl. But before that, he actually almost walked away from the game of football because he was struggling with self-doubt and he wasn't performing how he wanted to. And so he had a lot of self-doubt and fear and how he was able to overcome those things, he said, was by slowing things down. And he did that through journaling to be in the present moment. I loved, Nick had this mantra as well that he would repeat to himself. He would tell himself, be where your feet are. And that was a constant reminder to him to not worry about the past or the future, but just to really be anchored in the present moment. Another way he was able to overcome his self-doubt and fear was by taking the pressure off himself. Nick said that in the Super Bowl, he just relaxed and had fun. And now he just is himself. He doesn't worry about trying to be anyone else. He's not trying to imitate someone else or be someone that he's not. Instead, he enjoys the process. And he's recognized that failure is a matter of perspective. I love this idea because if we take the long-term perspective, I think we can argue that there really is no failure if we're learning from it and becoming better because of it. And Nick said, to close out the podcast, he said, are you only interested or are you invested? And he said we need to be all in for true success. The next podcast from this week is Oprah's Masterclass, and this is part two. So last week we talked about um, the first part where Oprah goes into her own life, and this is where she continues talking about how she has found success and overcome her obstacles. Oprah started out saying, all of life is about growing to your own personal best, growing to greatness. I love that quote and because that's really why I'm doing this podcast. It's helped me to learn more from and remember more from the podcast that I'm listening to anyways, 
but hopefully sharing these lessons will help all of us to take small daily steps so that we can grow to our own personal best, so that we can grow to our own greatness. And Oprah talked about how she was born unwanted and then she was sexually abused, but she kept striving. And she talked about, I love how she said, life is about growth and change. If we're not growing, then it's time to move on. And because of that, she left a very good job, but it opened up the door of opportunity for her, which eventually became the Oprah Winfrey Show. What was interesting, Oprah said she never had a plan. She just believed that if you do your best, it will work out. So I love the last part about if we just do our best, it will work out. But I worry a little bit about never having a plan. It might just be because I'm type A and I like to be organized and know where I'm going. But I worry that if we don't have that plan, it'll be easy to just go wherever the world takes us. And so it's easy to have survivorship bias. And that means we learn lessons or we take things from people who have been very successful, but we don't hear from everyone who hasn't gotten to that point of success. And so there may be, for every one Oprah that didn't have a plan, there may be thousands of people who didn't have a plan and because of that didn't reach their full potential. So I just wanted to highlight, I love the idea of if we do our best, it will work out. But I think to do that, we often need a plan to know where we're going. Then Oprah talked about how we can never reach our full potential by pretending to be someone else. Then she talked about how our thoughts create our reality. But she continued on because it's not just thoughts. We have to take those thoughts and they need to lead to action. And she said, when you've done all that you can, give it back to God. She said, just give up and surrender. And to me, that means we can trust that God has a plan for us and we can rely on him for strength and for comfort when things aren't going as well as we want. It was interesting. Oprah said when she started her talk show, she was very successful in the beginning, but that led to a lot of other talk shows and people trying to compete with her. And Oprah, in response, Oprah said, when you want to step up your game, the key is not to worry about the other guy because you cannot control the other guy. You can only control yourself. And to finish this podcast up, Oprah said, I love this last note. She said, everything changes and passes, but what will last is who we are and what we bring. What gift are you meant to give? The last podcast from this week was another great one from Tim Ferriss. He interviewed Toby Lutke, the founder of Shopify, which is an extremely successful e-commerce company that helps entrepreneurs do their business online, sell their products and their goods and services. And it was so interesting, starting out, they shared the quote from Francis Ford Coppola who said, you get lifetime achievement awards for things that would have gotten you fired in the first place. 
This made me think about how we often have to go against the grain to stand out. And it reminded me as well, my wife and I, as we were reading the Bible this week, we read in Luke 4.24, where it says, No prophet is accepted in his own country. So the reason I share these thoughts are to recognize that, especially in the beginning, it might be really hard and people might question why we're doing something. But it's not their fault. They just don't have the same vision as us. And so we just need to keep taking those small daily steps so that in the future, we can have the impact that we, and we can help people how we want to. To do that at his company, Toby talked about how he banned the term failure. And instead, he used the term successful discovery of something that does not work. And that leads to, he talked about the power of a growth mindset, how we need to believe that we can change and we can become better. And this was my favorite quote from any of the podcasts this week. But Toby said one version, he said that he's heard this quote where hell is meeting the best version of yourself that you could have become. I thought that was such a powerful way to look at life that in the end, we're going to have so much regret and sorrow and frustration if we haven't come close to reaching our full potential. But we also don't have to set such a high bar for ourselves. It was interesting, Toby and Tim, they talked about how to be successful at something, we don't necessarily have to be the best. Instead, we can combine skill sets that are rarely combined. They said that a lot of times, instead of being the top 1% in a field, it's often better to be very good at several fields and to bring different parts of each of those fields together. This made me think about Cal Newport with digital minimalism, where he's not the expert on minimalism, but he was able to take something that he learned about and researched, and he was able to bring that to what he focuses on, which is work and productivity. It was interesting with Toby's company, they've been able to learn how a lot of entrepreneurs have been successful. And he said that almost all of them that were really successful had some version of Kickstarter. So Kickstarter, if you don't know, is a, a website where you go on and you make a video talking about what your company is and then people can pay and support you. And that might be to get in a advanced version of the product or just to donate to a cause that they really care about. What was interesting was Toby said he thinks that Kickstarter is so helpful because it forces companies to tell their story in a short video. That made me think about what would it be like if we all had to tell our life story in a short video? What would be our main focus and what would be our mission as well? And Toby, I loved, he said, he's constantly striving to get better because there's so many people that are relying on him and his company to succeed. In the beginning, he struggled and was the bottleneck of his company because he made decisions too slowly. But he was willing to put in the work 
and he's been successful because he really loves the why behind his business or the purpose of it, which is enabling people to reach for independence and reach for success by starting something that is meaningful to them. And another way we can find that success in our life, Toby talked about how he focuses on the very small details of his company and the big picture version, or sorry, vision, but he leaves everything else to the people in his company. So he doesn't worry about anything else in the middle, just the small details and the big vision. And I thought about how that can be so helpful as a way to view our life, that we can have that big picture vision of where we want to go, and then we can just focus on those small daily steps that will help us get there. But we don't have to worry and stress about everything else in the middle that doesn't matter as much or might not be as much in our control. Sorry, I cut that last one off a bit short because this has gone a little bit longer than I'd like. So thanks for sticking with us. And I really hope that these tactics and tools about taking control of our technology and personal growth help you to focus on what matters most by taking small steps to reach your full potential. Thanks so much for listening. Please give us any feedback about how we can improve and become better for you. And we'll see you next week.